This podcast explores explicit and adult-themed content. If discussions of sex or male bondage offend you, or if you are under the age of 18, you should not continue listening to this episode or future episodes of The Bondage Gaze. By continuing to listen, you acknowledge that you are at least 18 years old and aren't offended by discussions of male bondage, sex, pornography, or other kinds of content with sexual themes. Uh, welcome to the Bondage Gaze. I'm Nat. And I'm Sammy. And today we're joined by Omega Genesis. Hello. Hey, dude. Good to be here. Thanks for joining us. It's good to have you. Okay, so yeah, so I guess I could just um, just kind of get right into it. So yeah, so the first question that we have is, so where might we have seen you in the bondage world? So, I mean, presently, I have got my Instagram and Twitter at Omega Genesis 101. Previously, I actually... I don't know if anyone knew the Barefoot Bound site back in the day, but when that um, shut down tragically, uh, I pretty much uploaded as much as I could, basically like built a Tumblr archive under, that's where kind of the name started. No idea what it means, but that was sort of my first project was basically like rebuilding <laughs> Barefoot Bound on Tumblr. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it's had, a, I've, I've done a couple different things. But as far as the, the toys, uh, yeah, just the last two years as um, Omega Genesis, yeah, on Instagram and Tumblr or Twitter. Yeah, I think, yeah. It, were, uh, so di- did you post anything to Tumblr at any point, like when Tumblr was more relevant or? You beat me to that question. <laughs> I was just about to ask that. I, not, not my toy stuff, no. I had, you know, I, again, I had like custom working pages with like thumbnails of all the models for Barefoot Bound. That was more my focus back in the day. Back where I had any nice, more realistic toys to work with. But then uh, I, I haven't, I never posted really my toy stuff anywhere until Instagram two years ago. Uh, January, actually. I was just looking through my, my archive. Uh, January 2019 is when I posted my first toy pics. Okay. When the big Tumblr censorship hit, um, it was only that content that got killed. And that was sort of the end of like the, the Barefoot Bound archive era for me. And then the next time I started posting content was uh, early 2019. Okay. So it's part of the reason you haven't gone back to Instagram is because you're feeling a bit like pissed off with them, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, I with, with Tumblr, yeah, and I'm I well, I can't even have an account anymore, pretty much. Oh. I don't know if they have like my IP address down or something, but anytime I try to, I tr- I did try actually to like start a new account because I thought like surely toys will make it past membership, right? Um, but then when I tried opening up an account, same with all of my old accounts, it won't let me have any profile pictures. Won't let me mess with like any custom HTML anymore. And then, so even trying to like kind of build the starting page, it wouldn't be stopping me at every turn. And then when I actually started like posting photos, they all got flagged immediately. Uh, And then I was like, okay, let me try this with like, you know, a separate email, not at all tied to the old accounts. Same thing happened. So I don't know. I got like blacklisted from Tumblr, I guess. But everyone posted nudity back in the day. Like, what? Yeah. I don't understand it. I'm still, I mean, like, I don't go on the account much, but like, I still see like a lot of the like, you know, even some like new like bondage sets. And like, okay, but you're blocking toys though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't really understand the, how the censorship works, but it does not work in my favor. Yeah, I don't know. And then I ask that 
because I, like at some point when I was still on Tumblr, I remember a picture of I think it was a bunch of like tied up G.I. Joe dolls or something like that. Like like kind of popping up like around. I, I was curious to see if yeah, if that might have been you, but let me I mean maybe somebody else took that. Yeah, I actually saw that thing I think I've seen the that you're talking about. I, I also know that even the creator of uh, Bondage Man Brazil has actually dabbled in toy bondage as well which is pretty cool but no if, if you saw it on tumblr unless it was stolen which like i'm one of the weird ones it's almost like an honor like yes please fingers crossed steal my stuff i'd love to see it <laughs> like almost like worthy of getting reposted somewhere okay yeah like because i think when i came across your instagram and you know i saw like what you did i remember just kind of like thinking like oh i I, yeah, like I saw something that, you know, that kind of resembled this, yeah, like back in the Tumblr days. So yeah, I was just curious about that. And that's really shitty what, what Tumblr did with you. Like, it's crazy because everyone was doing like probably worse shit on Tumblr and yeah that's the thing like you see i mean we still see the occasional dick on fucking tumblr <laughs> but like you were only posting what was allowed in the terms and conditions back then like they were the ones that changed the terms and conditions yeah so i don't see why they punished people that were abiding within them previously yeah and that's that's what's so irritating about all of it is like because you know i've still every once in a while i'll try and see if i can like even change my profile picture and it still keeps me on like every time it, it looks like it let me switch it it changes it back to just like that like pixelated like nothing so i don't know i it's so but i feel like a, a lot of it was largely like you know just like reblogs too and for some reason i just like it just won't let me it's the weirdest thing and like no one even like I, it has to do with my account because you know i nobody would have seen like my once i started attempting to do toy picks no one would have even seen them fast enough to report them. They were like immediately taken down. And I don't even think they were like, you know, there was no like even like rubber dick. I think I, I was very like careful at knowing the history. But yeah, I, I don't know. So no more, no more Tumblr for me. I started to uh, dabble in new Tumble, but it just, it's not the same. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it, it's basically just a clone. You can kind of pick which level of, like, not really censorship, but really non-censorship. And I find it strange, the different, like, it's really interesting, the different, like, levels of, like, what kind of, like, mature content you want to see. But what's strange about it is certain levels of, like, porn porn are rated M, but if you're fully clothed and tied up, it's rated X, which is the highest level, which is a very strange rating to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it with these sites. It's like, oh my god, dicks and vaginas, they're okay, but fucking a little bit of rope and a fully clothed body, oh no, fucking, it's pure smart. <laughs> and it is porn, like it is adult content, but if you're going to grade regular porn at level M, I don't, I don't get it. Even when you think of like, like mainstream, like bondage, like in movies and things like that. It's like, I mean, that shit, it's in kids movies. It's not, it's on TV. It's, it's everywhere. Like, you know, like, and then it's funny that when we, you put it into our context, that's when it freaks people out. Like, that, like that's when, yeah, like they don't want to see it. And look, it is all about the context though. Like, I'm not saying it shouldn't be considered X-rated or at the very least M-rated, but I can't see how yeah. to be great worse than porn yeah well that's what's odd. and even you know as far as like instagram standards go it's it's so strange i keep everyone seems to say the same thing even if you do like a bound model 
like ungagged is the safest and then like you know the more natural like you said like kind of like the movie like bandanas and tape gags are like the next safest but if you post like a ball or anything that's like made for kink you're getting like red flagged i don't know if you guys have experienced that but i've seen a lot of people sort of claiming that I actually got flagged. I think my first Instagram story that got taken down was just because I was like, I don't know if you guys know the YouTuber Markiplier, but he did just like a joke video where he was like playing around with like different gags and he had in, I think it was a ring gag and Instagram like red flagged that and took it down immediately. YouTube hated it. And that's YouTube. They're like hypersensitive. Standards are weird. Yeah, like we've been, well, actually, I don't know if Nat has, but I've definitely been burnt by the Instagram censors. I've had a account shut down yeah i haven't had my account shut down but i mean i have been warned and threatened and i've had things taken down and then for me it's the most random because like you know i'm not particularly drawn to ball gags anyways so and nudity and all of that like i'm not really that interested in that so i I wouldn't naturally think to post um stuff like that and whenever i got in trouble it was always something random like the first time was um a screenshot from i mean okay it was from porn but yeah it's like from a straight porn site but like it was two bound and get you know bound and gagged man and woman like both of them were fully clothed like it looked like it could be from a movie or something like that like that got banned for some reason and then another one that got banned was um when i posted screenshots of a scene from a handmaid's tale you know of just you know a guy bound and gagged he's fully clothed it's not you know doesn't look kinky or anything yeah i remember getting in trouble for that and it's like i I don't understand what like what triggered the censors with this but yeah yeah and sometimes like they're weird too you know with the like with the markiplier one but with uh one of the recent fakes i did which are the only ones that seem to get flagged the toys at least as far as instagram seem to be safe anytime i attempt to do fakes pretty much always gets flagged but the last one was for soliciting sex which i then there was no text anywhere so it was just like a very weird way my photos and videos that got removed on my old account regularly that was their reasoning like sex or sexual solicitation or some shit it's like, yeah okay so i'm promoting my only fans like fucking probably a hundred thousand of your influencers are <laughs> i've often said keep your account protected by changing it from kickstar to influencer i haven't tested that theory but yeah it, you you told somebody that in like the most recent video i edited oh i thought it was jordan's episode oh we you were referencing jordan's episode but we but but yeah you were talking to somebody else that we recently did an episode with and yeah you brought that up I repeat myself, okay? I don't have a lot to talk about. I like to pretend that I do. <laughs> you're, you're spreading the word. Yeah, no, my, my, my account doesn't have any of those buzzwords. Thinking about your posts and things like that, like, it, it, it's funny because it seems a lot less kinky, like, I think because of the toys and things like that. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think you do use kink anywhere. <laughs> any of your stuff and yeah it's like something about it seems almost like like a comic booky type of thing or something like that yeah i actually struggled a little bit not like you know deep deep struggle but just like 
I, I did kind of weigh whether I even needed to include the like no under 18 because well like they're toys and it's very comic booky but at the same time themes can get fairly sexual and like yeah you know even even though things are censored like you can tell this stuff that you know minors probably shouldn't be supposed to yeah even with some of the stuff that's like oh yeah you know peter parker is totally into it when tony stark does this it's like yeah but it's still it's a weird power dynamic you know keep that at all yeah i would say definitely restrict your stuff to 18 plus because again although yeah it's not porn or anything it's it's the intention it's intended as adult content yeah which yeah which puts me in a weird sort of like middle ground paradox where like i i feel like my stuff is very like hard to take seriously (laughs) to a certain degree because i i you know i'm jealous obviously of like everyone else's really amazing like rope work on like real models and everything i'm over here just like playing with my toys trying to contribute something and you know and part of it like i is like a little cringe and like i almost like it weirds me out sometimes like wait how are you guys into this like i know i'm into it because it's weird but like why are you guys into it and the one thing that i get requests for a lot and i just don't understand why is more video because i don't have any way of making it not like awkward and like behind the scenes it's like i don't know if you've seen the one where who was like Wesker is whipping the heroes of the Resident Evil franchise and like you know it doesn't look absolutely horrendous like the finished product but like me behind the scenes I'm literally holding the toy by the feet and just like whipping them around it's so awkward and ridiculous (laughs) and then people are like yeah yeah more of that it's like why though stupid I guess some things are just so bad they become good yeah 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 I think that that's it and like I think someone someone might have even commented that honestly I do have sort of another idea idea that like might work better it kind of I, I have I had this sort of like idea that ugh, I hope you know one day I'll have the time and the energy to do but it would basically be more of a like a slideshow with sound effects and kind of like I, I had I had this idea of like do, doing like a really creepy I don't know if, if you have really listened to the lyrics of like a lot of 80s songs they're very snappy but like I was thinking of doing like something like with that sort of in the background and like just sort of like leading like have like a scene of like a stalker and then like fade to black and then it's like the capture picture so it's like a slideshow kind of a movie almost slow stop motion yeah and like i feel like that's the way i can kind of make it semi good it's just it's more time and energy than i can handle now yeah yeah i was thinking like animated style like you move them like slightly that would be way too much work though Like, I can't do full stop motion. That's insane. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, like, I mean, all of this is making me think of, like, so they basically want, like, a kinky robot chicken. Like, they want something like that show, but... Found a new niche market. Didn't even realize. (laughs) And, like, but, and then I I don't think they realize, like, how much work, like, stop motion is. Like, of, okay, yes, you can pose figures in some way and take pictures, and that's, like, simple. But then when you start having to move them, that's, like, that's animation, that's, you know, computer editing that's video recording that's you know that's voiceover and music and all these other things like that well hold on there sir. if i can correct you just a little bit there just the photos themselves take hours and hours because just dressing uh, let's say half a dozen figures for a scene can take two hours because a lot of these clothes are made for thin little Ken dolls and these guys are huge. And so trying to like carefully get everything on without ripping things or having my thumb go like through a shirt, which has happened. And, you know, and trying to just get everyone dressed and look good. And then 
you drop a pair of glasses and now you spend the next hour looking for it, you know, and then just trying to like get them like posed and then they fall over and repose them and they fall over. And like the whole process is like, I think a lot more time consuming than people realize. And so like right now I've got a long list of commissions that have been waiting for months Hey guys, I swear I'm not forgetting you. Uh, get there. Yeah, it's like I mean, I wasn't um saying that like you know like what you do is necessarily like you know like super easy or yeah. anything. I was just saying like when you do video, it's just that much more work. Like everything you just mentioned, plus you know other kinds of things like involved with animating them. And I think with your commissions, if you have more people requesting it while you're swamped, you just need to be upfront and tell them look, happy to do it, but it will be a wait time of however long, three to four months, and if if they still want to proceed cool they'll just have to wait and you've also you've got it in writing that you've told them cover your ass basically and be up front yeah I, I definitely need to get better with that I'm so new to even having commissions everything can be solved with a spreadsheet <laughs> yes I am an Excel nerd <laughs> oh no it, everyone makes fun of me how how much time I can spend just making public code spreadsheets for some reason I just haven't with this yet I think I just came <laughs> <laughs> I kid I kid so what exactly are these uh, commissions that people give like it like they request a specific like look or a scene or something like that so i offer a few different levels uh basic kind of like one two like pictures and then scene and then full-blown story which i've, I've posted a couple of those where like it was, you know it can take like um a week or two sometimes so those are like i'm working on one right now that has like a dozen scenes uh so <laughs> it's like a really big undertaking and there's like 10 models in it and so and and some people you know it, it all it's it varies some people have just sort of like a basic like low of events they want to see kind of like play out in the story some people want you to actually you know just do like a single picture but then they want the dialogue included like they want you to come up with it which is interesting and then you know you have other people but some people actually do want uh like fakes like with like celebrity head fakes sort of incorporated into it where like it's a little more you know duh, a little more I guess deeper into the kidnap fantasy it's a, it's an interesting mix of stuff and some of it I'm surprised I get is just what fetish requests do and I'm happy to do them I just don't post them because I don't get as many likes <laughs> surprised by that because I feel like full fetish is there's such a fucking market for it well when you can do it well like the figures have such fake black feet with no real defining features that, you know if if that if you're requesting it and like you really want to see that then that's one thing yeah and then like something I was thinking about is I was like do you probably get you I was like you probably get a lot of commissions like of people who are like into like certain kinds of costumes and clothing and stuff like that right yes big time i have one repeat commissioner who will like only likes full suited bondage and i made the mistake one time of he we it was one of our first commissions and he said oh like i want loki to play with thor okay sure you're you you want to get weird with it and so i had loki like you know play out like you know Thor's dick and start commenting on like oh like god of thunder you're so small type of like teasing and he was like oh my gosh I didn't want nudity this is so gross like no they need to stay fully clothed I was like oh okay well then we need to better communicate what playing and teasing looks like to each other 
and yeah, and then I, you know, I have obviously the people who are only into, you know, the sporty look and one newer guy really wants the cowboy look. And so I'm like, I'm constantly buying pieces and clothing to like make sure I satisfy all the needs. Weirdly enough, not a lot of like superhero suit commissions, which is unfortunate because obviously that's what I have the most of, but that might just be because I post so much of that, that, you know, people are going to get, I guess they're like satisfied. Yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah, I would think superhero would be by far the most popular, but I guess if your page is 90% superhero, it's what you don't post that people are going to want. I realized I said what you said, just reworded. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly that. I think because I, I definitely, I, you know, I tend to favor that either that or just shirtless because, you know, I pay all this money to these realistic, you know, figures. I want to show them off. Uh, but then, you know, people get kind of bored with that too. Have you created any other kind of bondage media? I mean, the first couple things I posted were back when I was trying to do like a little bit of digital art. Some of my my earliest posts were like bad uh, tracings, you know, that I sort of stylized. And uh, so I've done that. I've done, I think I've only posted one or two of my <laughs> my, my kinky Sims world. I don't know if that counts. And then the fakes, obviously, I do enjoy mixing those in sometimes. And then, yeah, and then mostly just the toys. But then I'm always looking for, I know I probably don't ask enough, but I'm always trying to like give my followers what they want to see. You know, I do have, you know, a small following of people who really like the story, like the long drawn out like stories. And like some people will get mad if I skip, like if they like commission like a story. And then when I post it, I skip some of the like non bondage scene filler. And they're like, well, wait, like that was part of like, that's the context. It's like, yeah, but like my followers will not click on it. If that's the first, like if that's like the first Instagram pick, they're not going to swipe to see the rest. Like they don't care about the context. They want to get into it. And so I'm constantly trying to like kind of measure what people want to see and balance in some full fakes some like figure face swaps some you know again just sort of like a different variety of like oh here's a full story now here's just like you know a couple pics of like nathan drake in different scenarios and then here's a couple spider-man and like i'm always trying to like mix in kind of a variety of stuff i don't get into super heavy like i don't get into like a lot of like super heavy kink everything is very kind of like again my inspiration is like the captured guy very just sort of simple and clean bondage and so that's like what most of my stuff is and then with a lot of your stuff being so like story based and you know based in like movies and you know specific characters and things like that it kind of lends itself to that more kind of like movie sort of bondage that are part of like a story part of a kidnap scenario like you know things like that yes just with better rope work I saw that the the question you sent about like movies and TV and like that thing is like it's they so rarely like do it for me so like I try to like you know and sometimes it's unrealistic oh these two characters got kidnapped in my story and now they're in like super intricate rope work color coded to their gags because that's what kidnappers would do so I mean obviously yeah but you know it's my it's my fantasy so I'm gonna have fun with it (laughs) maybe the kidnappers have OCD exactly well I relate somewhat so yes exactly everything with me is very like color coordinated and i've had commissions well they'll they'll ask for like certain color combos i'm like are you sure about that though because i really think like these colors would match better and you know i'm very because i'm i'm always thinking about that 
<laughs> it's it's a color combination that like hurts your soul like you're just kind of like i can't do this in good consciousness like you know so, some of my commissioners are like a little like pickier as far as how like different outfits are put together even. and like i'm not a super fashionista but i i like you know i know how to match things well yeah i'm i'm the opposite of heidi klum on project runway who hated matchy matchy because with me it's like no like if i'm wearing like a, a chartreuse shirt then my socks or something had better be chartreuse it has to match somewhere to be an outfit and so i'm the same thing like rose and tape either they have to match or the tie or clothes or something have to match and then and then i get oh i want this like you know full black suit with a navy tie but you can't do that though navy and black already is a problem and then where's the other piece of navy to match what are you doing i, I try not to let that get in the way you know the commissioner is always right <laughs> Customer is always right. That's a fucking dangerous. <laughs> in that context, it is right. Like, because that is the thing. The customer is always right. It was intended to mean, you know, the customer's shopping trends set what you, products you stock. And, yeah. Whereas you get fucking all these Karens and Kyles that think it means they can carry on and do whatever they want because spineless fucking corporations bow down to them. I'm like, I just want to say, like, I love how you referenced um Heidi Klum <laughs> uh, speaking against things that are matchy-matchy because I, I, like, cause that's kind of how I am with clothes and things is I will never want to wear an outfit that is all one color. Like, unless, you know, unless like I have to or something, but yeah, like, I, I, I hate, like, I hate how matchy people can be with certain things. And like, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, so I could uh, really relate to that. And I would probably cringe in your role if, you know, people would like ask for outfits or things that I thought, yeah, it's like, I mean, I feel like I, I kind of do that already with something. So, yeah, and you know, and it, it's like, it's a fine line. I try not to be disagreeable, but with everything, I try to be like, okay, well, that's one way we could take it. Here's some other options. I'm not saying they're better, but consider them. And pretty much with, with things like outfit and, you know, the colors of things like in that, in those instances, yes. Yeah customer's always right they can do what they want um i'll just die a little inside it's okay their money is just as green as the ones who want matchy matchy stuff i don't know and then even thinking about that like with people who draw with people who you know do what you do or i don't know thinking of different ways of making bondage content of i don't know like you have like you know okay people are telling you what they want you to do like as far as clothing and things like that but i mean it's also another part of like you have complete control over you know like you're putting these outfits together you're kind of like doing yeah that is obviously you know, one of the biggest most exciting aspects for me is just the the total control of it all you know i uh i don't know i guess that that's part of how the whole thing developed uh you know you have like the big mean bullies in school and then you come home and okay so this bully is bud lightyear this bully is he-man and i'm gonna teach them a lesson and then you know you end up with you know, a whole bunch of muscle figures and you know when you're older and then now it's like okay like i'm gonna dress them how i want and i'm gonna tie them how i want you had one question about sort of like your ultimate bunch fantasy <laughs> and part of it is just that sort of like you know having your sort of collection that you can just sort of kind of pull out your guy play with him whenever you want and then like with you know, with my guys then it's like hey well that was fun put you back in the drawer until i'm ready for you again and you know i don't know it's just it's so <laughs> there's something so weirdly satisfying power 
to be about like you know opening your drawer and there's just all these like chilling out ready to be played with i don't know it's kind of weird it's it you know i don't know it's kind of dark i guess it's not that far off from what a lot of us fantasize about it's it just looks like different because with this it is complete ultimate like control like the toys can't you know do anything themselves or that in and of itself is already reflective of bondage of you know of people not being able to you know do anything um about you know what what happens to them and things like that so i mean it it, it kind of makes sense like yeah i mean i even feel like that might even be what you know some of the appeal i mean i know this is different but like i don't know like people who like like sex dolls or something like it's like you know these like very sexualized figures that you just kind of have at your disposal and yeah i mean just basically i think just the thing of you being able to physically enact your fantasy and you can physically do it because there's like an actual object in front of you it's not just a picture on a screen or something like that yeah well that exactly that's a huge part of it you know i already loved and have like a terabyte full of pictures but you know there's just something just uh, there's just a whole nother level of getting to like hold them and like feel sort of like the the ropes like kind of cutting into their mother muscle which is part of why i get the dolls with a little more real sort of skin to them that way you know it's a little more you get you get more of that sense of like like it actually like will like leave like sort of like the rope cuts in like their skin or you know and like that kind of thing <laughs> it's like a thrill of power i guess you get you just get sort of this like feeling like you said kind of like this, this feeling of total control and you know and it helps the fantasy and like at the same time obviously i'm aware and i would hope anyone else that is into toys the way i am is like is aware that like it is a fantasy and they are toys and they're not real people but it's just it's just fun to pretend good to be aware of that yes and it's okay if you're aware of that if you're into that but you're aware and you're not doing anything totally untoward <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it, yeah it's it's a definitely it's a weird uh it's a weird line to walk yeah like no one's getting hurt by it so well exactly as long as you're being realistic about it that's fine yeah and that's i was on whatever it was recon i think for like a little while and got off really quickly before even doing a session i've never done any real sessions and i'm like content with it because you know like this this is like enough of the fan fantasy right now i'm just sort of like i'm comfortable where i am it's almost like a bondage like you're writing a bondage story just in 3d in a way because in a story you can also have that fantasy and you don't have to worry about whether the gags right whether they can breathe you can tie them however they however you want in your story you know i've always been very like toy story-esque with my toys even before they were kinky like i would have stories and backstory like actual like canons of like oh sorry this teddy bear doesn't get along with mr cat so and like you know i would just very like i've always had a high level of fantasy i guess and so like you know i do have you know different like scenarios and whatever even like off off camera off the account with these guys and you know just sort of just have fun with it really and like you said you know i can just sort of kind of take them anywhere do anything with them to them and yeah they're just sort of my fantasy come to life well not life but like you know like you said like 3D, physical, tangible. I mean, the thing that I find so interesting about, like, what you do is... Yeah, it's like as I mean, as a kid, I like to tie up my toys as well. Like a big part of it was things like story, and you know, I liked kind of enacting fantasies or stories or things like that, like with my toys. And you know, one of them would wind up getting tied up here and there. And and then you know, when we started this podcast, like there, you know, there's been like a handful of people that we've had on the podcast who have had very similar experiences as kids. So I don't know. I, I feel like as kids, we were always. Creating 
creating some sort of bondage content, like of whether we were, you know, I don't know, making up bonded stories, whether we we're tying up our toys, whether we we're drawing, you know, images of tied up men. Uh, what would you say is your favorite gag? I'm kind of a like bit of a gag Goldilocks, where like with the tape, it's typically sort of like a two or three strip, you know, covering like the mouth chin or whatever. That's a classic. One strip is too little, too many, just is too big and obstructs the face. So that's a classic. I actually do enjoy the more uh, manufactured gags as well, um, like the ball and the like padded the leather gags, which are the only ones I've made for my figures. Obviously, couldn't buy those. I don't know. I love the look. It's very like I feel like with the stuff you have to buy, it's very like intentional. If that makes sense. If only the the figures could open their lips, though. I know. Yeah, it's like that would be interesting for me because yeah, it's like a lot of my favorite gags involve like stuffing the mouth, and then yeah that's like one thing is when a mouth gets stuffed it kind of it has to affect the the facial expression and you know the way the jaw lays and what the lips do and everything like that and then yeah it's like for something with like a face that you can't that you can't readjust or anything i have an idea of like a way around it at least for like the lips like I, ha- I have some some clay i've been meaning to like test out to try and like emulate a ball gag but as far as the mouth stuff and yeah there's just nothing i can do about that other than photoshop i do i have noticed though that people really do uh appreciate like for me i actually like i do enjoy seeing like the lip crease i guess and like tape but i've noticed people they really do appreciate when there's kind of like a layer of fabric like sticking out to kind of give the illusion which like to me with the figures is a bummer because it covers the lips but at least it kind of gives the illusion that like oh well the mouth is stopped for me though i like being able to see kind of as much of the face possible i guess i know you kind of said you didn't really like many scenes but do you at least have a favorite bondage scene in a movie or tv show so i was thinking about it and it it, at least as far as two that sort of stuck with me this scene from Chuck with Adam Baldwin handcuffed to a bed with I guess it's like a tie or a scarf or something but just his like just he has like a really good angry expression and I'm really big like like I like I like the gimp storage concept but I like to see like the faces and the expression and Adam Baldwin has such a great angry face I've never been able to forget that scene. And then another one is with from Jag with David James Elliott. And it's just like kind of a classic hands to the side chair tie with the silver duct tape. And again, just another good, just like angry, just like helpless face. In that scenario, though, the villain was like basically like making, I guess, like a rubber mask of his face. And so he was sort of he like had him like there in the chair and was analyzing his face pretty much make a toy of him. Who knows what he was going to do with that? Yeah that scene is pretty iconic yeah and yeah like i really like the the chuck scene i'm not yeah it's like because i know roper mike has has screen caps of those i know there's one where he has his mouth stuffed like i, I like that one and then yeah and then yeah the one where he's tied to a, to a bed i i even love the picture of like the woman like on the phone with him tied up in the background and yeah expressions are just like really hot like yeah that's one of the things like that i love so much about especially um like mainstream bondage of like with like you know these quote-unquote like more professional actors 
like of how you know yeah it's like i guess you know they're more theatrically trained or whatever and they're very expressive and very animated and you could just kind of easily see that in you know pictures and videos and things like that yeah with like the mainstream and even with you know some of the bondage sites like yeah you really got to like sell me on it i want to see the either the anger or the like that defeated expression or just you know the like the sad whimpering hoping the puppy eyes will catch you out of the situation i want something and yeah it, it is it is a bummer when you just sort of get like the, the dead-eyed like mm, mm, stop you ruining it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put some effort in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you if you need help, you know, training for the for the scene, you know, just let me know. <laughs> um, so what is your uh, favorite kind of tie, like way of tying? You know, I guess you know, in your case, maybe tying up a toy or like in a movie, you know, specific positions that you know people can be tied in. So my main focus, like, I mean, you yeah, you'll you'll rarely see behind my figures because the back rope work is really messy. My main focus is is accentuating the chest and like the kind of chest rope harnesses where they really emphasize them and make them kind of puff out a little bit but then as far as positions it's largely just sort of what plays into that and so chair ties work really well with that hog ties either where they're sort of half on their side or like you have sort of like the low angle where they're kind of like looking like straight ahead i don't i need to experiment more there's i I have like a whole folder of like positions i want to try i'm just always concerned about like breaking them yeah they're flexible but they're not invincible i mean this isn't this is like a whole nother i feel like with like the kinker community there's so many like layers of like kink and fetish that like you're sort of like discovering new ones about yourself all the time yeah i'm obviously pretty inexperienced with the like real life um sessions and scenarios and stuff so like when i see you know pictures where like you can tell like all of the blood is like has rushed out of someone's hand because they're like tied too tight i'm like wait like are they gonna be okay like are they numb to it i'm like oh god i'd be thinking about too much as a as a dom at least in my current mindset i'm sure i could train and get used to it but like who wants a dominant training you kind of want one who's like ready and authoritative and i'm very like i'm sure <laughs> about everything you know everyone has to learn somewhere or something yeah it's like but i mean i feel like that just kind of gets to the bottom of like what bondage is is it's force without like you know necessarily hurting or like breaking somebody like without you know doing these things but you know being harmless about it it's like strangely beautiful in a sense you know he's seeing those posts about like you know after session sub air and like stuff like that it's like weirdly heartwarming it's, it's like it's a fantasy on both ends and then but these are people who either they're in a relationship and they care about each other or it's a one night type of thing and they just want to ensure the other is comfortable and safe and it's just like a weirdly sweet thing i, I mean yeah it's like because that is just like a very intimate like sort of personal you know personal thing to be completely helpless by another person and then the fact that like you know somebody could do that and then not you know it not mean you any harm like not hurt you not take advantage not you know anything like that like you know there is something really deep to that yeah yeah it's, it's like a i guess it's like a high level of responsibility i mean to bring it back to toys in an awkward way there's some of that there are different levels of care even with these that i've had to be really careful of and like even like the type of tape 
I've I've had to learn what like what to use and what not to use. Like back you know back in the day, obviously when all I had was like scotch tape and duct tape, like, they were sticky all the time. And then with those or even electrical tape or any sort of like really strong adhesive tape, it can rip the paint right off of their heads. And I have so many like really nice, good looking, accurate heads that are just missing chunks of paint because I used the wrong tape and I didn't know it or I left it on too long. Oh no. So it's like it's like a weird learning process. I have <laughs> I have like big two big jars of heads pretty much. And I thought if, if I just pack it tight enough, they're not gonna like move around enough to like scrape scratch. But I have this one head and I haven't even used the head yet, but just from storage, he's got chunks missing off the neck and the nose and the cheek. And I'm like, how did you get this damage? I haven't used you yet. And there's everything is just very <laughs> fragile. So I guess, you know, in a in a way it's uh you know teaching me care <laughs> even on a small level. You know, for anybody with a specific kind of fetish item, object, whatever, you're most likely gonna take better care of it. Like for people who love clothing and everything like that. Like it's like they're probably gonna care a little bit more about their clothes than people who don't really give a shit about those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. I spend far too much money on these things as it is. And it's like now I'm just like double spending money on things that if I had taken care of them better in the first place, then I wouldn't have to spend money again. Yeah, but that's a learning curve. Exactly. Right. So that that was like the first batch. And now so far at this latest batch, I mean they're doing okay so far. Well that's good. See, you're learning. What are your fetishes? Do you have any others besides bondage? I mean, obviously that's the big overarching one and pretty much anything else kind of has to fall under that umbrella. Yeah. I'm sort of starting to, as far as like the clothes are concerned, I'm starting to like experiment with like leather and singlets. You know, I'm like just starting to branch into that type of thing. One of the things I just I love and I can't quite recreate with my toys, unfortunately, although I've tried and I don't know why I like it. And I don't know if I would do it personally, but I love watching a bound guy get his feet up. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, I don't have like a foot fetish. Like I'm not going to like feet themselves, but I don't know. There's just something both that and like tickling when someone is vulnerable. It might just be the vulnerability and the control aspect that you like. Like, you can like a certain aspect that involves feet without being into feet. I mean, I think part of it is kind of like, it's something that's sort of, I don't know, something that's sort of odd. Like, I, I like if you think of like an actual kind of kidnap scenario or something like that, and somebody takes the guy's shoes off and plays with his feet like that, like the guy, like the guy would just be so fucking weirded out. Like, of okay, like you're not hurting me. Like you're, you're, you're not, you know, like doing anything threatening or anything, but this is, this is weird. Like, why, you know, like, 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 why is this happening? or like what are you getting out of this and I think there's a little bit of an element of that to it because yeah because I'm not really interested in feet or foot worship or anything but yeah it's like I, I kind of like seeing that sometimes just I don't know somewhat like the bewilderment of that of you know the way the sub could act um, with it and um, I recently did a shoot for ropes and whatnots like a few weeks ago and that was like one thing um, the, the, the guy would do he was on the podcast I'm um, Shane um, is like in between sets of like if if anybody has a bare foot he'll just kind of acknowledge that for a little bit like you know put away the camera and just kind of like suck like suck on his toes or something like that or tickle him and just kind of do that and then it's like okay and then you know I'll untie you and we'll do another set or something so yeah it, it's definitely a like I prefer when someone is that 
vulnerable. I definitely prefer kind of, again, it's all in fantasy. So like quote unquote forced pleasure to pain. I'm not really a lot of the like, you know, the men on edge and found God stuff is like nice to a point and then it gets like too extreme. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I usually watch it for the type gag scenes and then that's it. Yeah, there's like there's like a certain point in the scene where it's like, all right, I'm done. Thanks guys. You know, and that's what I sort of like even like with tickling, it's like forced joy in a sense. I know you're not really happy about it, but like it's like the laughter rather than screaming. And it's just something so interesting about it of like, you know, it's like harmless in a sense. There's just something so extra erotic about that. It's just fun to sort of like watch that and watch the process and, you know, see again, just sort of like kind of how they're, how they're trying to like process everything. And yeah, the light psychological torment's always fun. As long as you keep it tame and it all stays consensual, a little bit of messing with the heads. Like. And then with this, I even thought of impact play, which I mean, it's something that I recently have kind of experimented with. I mean, I don't like anything like too rough, but I, you know, like I, I like like kind of like, you know, like light slaps to the face and things like that and especially for videos like, I think that just works really well like you know especially like it's like because you know once again it's not it, it's not necessarily painful it's more just kind of like you know they're like annoying you or something like that and you know the response to that is usually like yeah like kind of kind of whining but it's also like might even seem like an overreaction to something so minuscule yeah for, for sure I, I think slaps and spanks are all it's fair play it's tame and it works really well and then right anytime you have the strip of clothespins about to be ripped off nope Oh, but again, to each their own, and if you enjoy that. Okay, like I've done a video where I had clothes pegs on my balls. Oh. It was actually on my foreskin. I felt bad because someone had asked for like foreskin play a year ago. They stopped subscribing, and honestly, I just forgot about it. Like it was still new, early days, so there was a lot going on. And then maybe three months ago, they contacted me. They're like, hey, so I resubscribed. And they're like, oh, I don't suppose you did any of foreskin play, did you? And I was like, fuck, sorry. I did just genuinely slip my mind. And so then I felt bad, so I did like a nice clothes peg foreskin play video. I had a nice close-up scene and then the camera decided to autofocus, so I lost two minutes of the torture. So that was annoying, but a technology, you just constantly have issues. That is, that is quite a, a level of loyalty to your, your fans. That, that's where I draw the line of the commissioner's always right. I've had one person, they didn't make a commission, but they're like, oh, I like this one particular thing. And I feel like it's probably something that would be, not mainstream, but it'd probably be quite a few people that follow the kind of content we like that would be into it. But I was just like, oh no sorry like i'm i've just it's not i'm not gonna do that i just don't want to do it sorry i'm not gonna say what it was out of respect because it's not anything that should be shamed it was just one thing that i'm like no not interested sorry yeah i don't know sometimes it's interesting because like the the kink community is so incredibly diverse that like sometimes i almost wonder if i'm like not kinky enough if that makes sense because i feel like it happens a lot where people ask for like certain things again these i feel like these are there's nothing at all wrong anything done safely is perfectly fine and then but like so many things like that happen where like people ask for like different things like wow i have a lot of turnoffs don't i (laughs) that's kind of weird i feel like i should be like try to be more open to things I get so many suggestions. Like, oh, no, I, I don't do that. <laughs> and that's fine. You don't have to. You just be respectful about it. Yeah. And and that's what I mean. It's like, I'm not judging. We're just into different things. Yeah. It's just, it's almost like the question is more turned on me of like, oh, yeah. Well, like, wow. Like, there's so much I'm not into. Like, maybe I need to explore 
a little bit more and like actually like test these things out to see if I'm really not into them or if I just am not experienced enough with them to know if I like them or not. Yeah. And then there's other stuff that's like too kinky that I, I don't know if I should post because it's like a little too weird for like the level of content I've sort of curated on my accounts. Maybe I'll post it. Maybe I shouldn't. There are a lot of people who are like adamantly against water sports. And like, I'm not super into it, but like I've done it. And then I've actually had people like ask me not to do it anymore. That's an issue though. Like who says to someone, I don't want to see this content. Don't post it. No, fuck off. It's your page. Fuck off. That's fine if they're not into it. If maybe every single post was say piss related, for example, and they went into it, then fine. Quietly unfollow. That's, and that's okay. But if you're just posting the occasional one and they're like, I don't want to see that. Too fucking bad. Look at the other posts that don't have that. Yeah. Try everything once. Just try to sort of satiate the most amount of followers so what made you realize you're into bondage so it sort of developed with the toys uh, they were sort of came at the same time i guess whereas you know when i would be you know on the floor playing with my toys when i was younger there was already sort of that like you know taking my anger out on like the superhero toys mentality and like before i kind of realized it was attraction or kink or whatever it was just like, yeah, I like the way this power feels. And then as you're coming of age and the, the like gross to talk about, but like, you know, you're on the floor playing, there's a natural rubbing and then you discover that and it's like, oh, okay, I'm really into this. So it was like a weird actual like physical awakening of like, oh, okay, I'm more into this than I, I realized. And I just, I just sort of did it more and did more scenarios. You know, it would go from like bondage scene in the story to like, no, this is just the whole thing now. And as I sort of just kind of honed in on that, then I discovered, you know, Captain Guys and Count Guys, all those, and then all hope was lost and I was in for life. Yeah, that'll do it. You just find one thing and it's like, oh, there we go. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I discovered Captured Guys, like I mean I don't know I, I I think of the grand entrance into the the dinosaur park in Jurassic Park like something just very like just big and grand and like you know like just basically I don't know it, it just connected like a lot of dots for me it was like it was such like, a big wondrous thing just to discover like so many people are into this and this is like exactly the type of thing that I want that like I've always kind of tried to see in like movies and TV shows and things like that but you know it's it's made with what I want to see and I mean I feel like that's why a lot of us like made our own shit like of stories or um, tying up our toys or something like because we just kind of want to see you know like something focus on bondage and then so we kind of create that yeah absolutely you know the scenes in you know shows and movies are like the rope work is poor the gags are typically poor uh they last two minutes max and so right we, we you know we we will all kind of just like crave something like more focused on it and then i think you know you go from draw you know it, it's it's all sort of like the natural progression you go from drawing your own stuff to like oh maybe I'll post it on DeviantArt or Tumblr. And then you discover kinky DeviantArt and Tumblr and then just dive into the art and then you discover the other sites. And it's just like this like natural progression. I don't know. I don't know if everyone follows it, but like, it's just such a, like a slippery slope but not a bad way. It's just like natural progression into the kinky world. At least for me, it just all sort of like made sense. I don't know. I think there's just really something to like recreating bondage like you know like in a way of like continuing it like i mean i recently bought an issue of a uh, bound and gag magazine and that's kind of you know just thumbing through it 
Like that's kind of what I see with it. Cause there's classifieds in it for people looking for other kinky people to play with or, you know, like for them to like contact them and things like that. There's, you know, personal stories of, you know, people doing bondage with people they know. There's like all these different things like that of, I don't know. I feel like just such a big part of what we do. I like what you're saying with the recreations. It's kind of like how people with their favorite TV shows and or they don't go the way they want. They'll write fan fiction. It's like kinky fan fiction. Oh, yeah. I guess I just realized in saying that there is a lot of kinky fan fiction out there. Well, yeah. <laughs> I recently brought up to somebody, like, because I remember on Roper Mike for a brief period um, did, like, kinky fan fiction of, like, big time shows. There was a Buffy one. There was a Friends one. There was a few other ones. There was an OC one. I think it was the OC. Maybe. Is that the show with, I don't know, what's his name? Adam Brody? Maybe. I don't know. Or Gossip Girl or... No, I think I'm certain it was an old, it was an older show than that. I think it was the OC. I've never watched the show, but that was a nice scene. And the Xander and Buffy, I enjoyed that one too, mainly because I'm just a big Buffy fan. Yeah, the the Friends one was interesting because yeah, because the, the person that I was talking to about it had like he he I guess never discovered because that was a short period in Roper Mike history where that happened. Like there's like literally like maybe like five of those or something, and it's I'm not even sure if it's still on the website. It might be. Yeah. I don't know i don't know kinky fan fiction is definitely a thing that we do like uh, it is still on the website oh and yes it was the oc i want to read those again there's 11 of them oh wow okay yeah I'm not sure if we got into this or not, but so what drew you to tying up action figures? Uh, you know, again, it was just sort of the, just the natural playing with them just all the time. I think that the stories eventually, they just, start, they, well, they started incorporating peril just because I think that's such a big piece of, like, I don't know, you can't be a superhero without someone in peril or, you know, a big action star without, like, you know, some baddie who wants to subdue you. And so I think it started innocently enough where it was just like part of the story. And then again, as I sort of started tunneling some growing up frustration and anger towards it, it sort of that I started honing in on that aspect. And it wasn't like, yeah, I want to see the the superhero get out of that barrel and beat the supervillain. I mean, something about toys is like they're made to be very like physically attractive, like very conventional looking, very hyper masculine, very handsome. Um, like they're you know they're they're specifically made to be you know to have like a certain like artificial beauty to them and yeah it's like that and then just the whole other thing of how like i don't know homoerotic a lot of like you know superhero toys can be like um i I think family guy even made a joke about it like with he-man and all these other like toys like you know that are like shirtless and completely buff and just like yeah it's like you know it's kind of like yeah it's like in a way they're already sort of sexualized yeah i mean yeah there's there's a reason why my favorite movie genre is superheroes and it's not for the story even like with superheroes there's always such an interesting psychological like psychologically outwitting aspect to it too you know like i look one of my favorite drawings was from the bond in brazil site where lex luthor has superman in like kryptonite 
duct tape and it just like stuff like that of you just take this like this normal human being develop something that can just completely you know make this like overpowered god pretty much helpless yeah even thinking about it like i remember like one of the things i would do to kind of tie up my toys was i always had also had like play-doh and a silly putty and shit like that and so that was like really fun to kind of just yeah like get them like stuck in that and you know like something like that over their face so you know if he had a voice he would sound muffled and like yeah like i never did that as a kid so yeah I mean, I get it. I just, I never did it. So then what did you do, like, in place of that? Oh, I don't know. Do it to myself, I guess, when I could. Yeah, like gagging yourself. Yeah, because it's not like you had to do something. So by not doing that, I had to do something else. If that makes sense? It was was a very gradual thing. And then by the time I was old enough to realize what it was and what I was into, then, yeah, it was just lots of taped mouths, no action figures or anything. That's the thing. I was a weird kid. I never even had, like, any fucking action figures or... Or anything even before kink because i was never really interested in that yeah yeah i've i've tried bondage and i have way more stuff from wish.com that i than i probably need but you know and i just like it's fun to experiment but for me there's just something kind of unfulfilling about self-bondage because there is no like for me everything is like the reversal power or just control and so if it's just you and yourself me it just it doesn't create the same sort of feeling oh you're right nowadays there's not much appeal to it Mm. but back then when it wasn't like i had any really other options it worked it was all i could do so i had to be happy with that and at the time i was yeah i mean another thing with me it's like well i'm obviously a big fantasizer like i mean that i think that's how i'm able to do pretty much anything that i do and so i think i mean that was like another thing with me is i would just sit there and daydream about certain scenarios and fantasies and things like that and then I think it would get to a point where it's like okay like I need to like channel this in some way like I need to draw this I need to act this out with my toys I need to talk to somebody about this so just different kinds of things like that in this case like whenever you kind of you know tie toys up and take pictures and things like that um for yourself I mean are there particular kinds of characters or something that you kind of like um sort of seeing in bondage like in these scenarios or so yeah uh obviously you know the the superheroes are huge I've been stocking up on every Marvel and DC character imaginable it just it's such a fun genre and trope or whatever to play with but then again I've been been getting more into like the sporty like especially like soccer players and so I've bought a ton of uniforms and different famous soccer players and they will probably be getting a like Twitter poll tournament thing in the near future and general I mean you know obviously there's just you know different random actors I find attractive or just different generic heads but yeah I mean those are kind of the core four genres right now i would say all very masculine like kinds of figures and people like i just came to the realization a couple months ago for me anyways sometimes like the football players are like a little too big and the basketball players are too lanky but there's just something so perfect about like the soccer players and i I don't know i just recently clicked and now i've got 24 soccer players (laughs) 
it's bad, <laughs> but good if you guys like that kind of thing. Okay, going back to the picture I found on Tumblr of I think I think they, they were like some kind of soldier like dolls that were uh, tied up, and I remember one thing that like really stuck out to me is you know since they're such masculine figures, their faces are meant to be you know number one just be very conventionally attractive and masculine, but then also to have like kind of angry looking expressions or at least just trying to look tough or something and so there's just something like really appealing about that combined with like a gag or something like that's part of what will catch my eye even with like the non-celebrity heads you know so many of them like just generic figures do have that sort of like angry expression that you know just works so well for gag and then yeah i do have i mean you know it's hard to say i like oh i have military figures because as far as i they're like two separate things for me like i have obviously like heads and then clothes and i just sort of like assemble whatever figure i want but no but yeah military uh military police i have so many uniforms because like you know guys another another one like you said like the hyper masculine like guys uniform subdued is like way high on my list yeah it's like and then i mean also that and then their bodies are super in shape and and then because i mean when you think of it there aren't a whole lot of action figures of like average looking guys or or something like i mean they're all usually like gorgeous like superhero dad bod or dad bod man <laughs> it is kind of a bummer because I, I do have people who have asked for me to represent kind of figures with like a little more meat on their bones, but they don't have any sort of girthy figures or chubby at all. And the one I do have is a more old school figure with like joints and everything that's like hard plastic. And, you know, I've just had to like fake it in Photoshop and like remove the seam and try to make him fit in with the others because, you know, people do want that kind of representation. And then the other sad bit of diversity issue I have with the figures is just trying to get like dark skin tone of the Fison figures that I love so dearly. They only have a single figure for um, like African American tones. That's really disappointing. And it's specifically super skinny, seven feet tall because they they go by a one sixth scale, so they're all twelve inches, so six feet. And this guy is seven feet tall, so he's way too tall to hang out with all the other characters. And he's super super skinny because of course it's specifically made for basketball players. And so he's got like the big open palm, like basketball hands rather than any fists or any like gun holding hands. That is shit. It's really bad. And like my recent, like I did like that, like rainbow set, the one with the black figure with the yellow ropes and the red shorts. uh, I had to dye that one myself because they're just, they don't exist on the market and I there's not a single muscly dark skin figure and so I had to make one there's another brand that like advertised a black figure and I bought that one and I kid you not it was the color of my sweater it is light gray this is your representation. What are you guys doing? Wow. And then, yeah, and then, I mean, that's already interesting because, I mean, it, it has come up before that just in kink in general, like, people of color are usually few and far between, especially, like, Black people. And then, so, it's even interesting that even in this particular medium that's, like, different from, like, people modeling and stuff like that, you're still kind of having this issue. It's weird. And again, the fact that, like, you know, the brand I love so much only has the basketball dimensions come on guys 
try harder. I know it's really disappointing to hear that. Yeah, and I, honestly, I'm 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 surprised there's not more of a like custom like modification. Like I get supply and demand, but surely there would be some people that would buy them. And say, for example, there wasn't any people like the people that were in the market for those particular dolls was a lot slimmer. Now that's fine for every ten of doll A, just make one of doll B. Well, and that's the weird thing. It's like it's not even like a body type. Ex- Exclusive to that skin tone, you know, the, the Fisons have whatever it is, I think seven model sizes in varying degrees of like muscle mass. And all of them only come in just what they would consider just like the normal quote unquote nude, um, like, you know, kind of a suntan a little bit. And then the only figure that comes in a second color variant is the basketball dimensions and it's like weird it's like wait so like if you can make that one in two colors can't you make them all in two colors even like you said even if it's like one in ten and they're maybe they're more expensive because they're rarer but like at least they exist yeah or like custom design like available on request it just has to be specially made yeah there could be an economical reason for it i don't know it just sounds like bullshit yeah it is there the people have developed ways where you can basically like boil a pot of doll paint or whatever and you basically like can dip the figure in and like paint them in like one or two dips pretty much but you know i don't have a stove if i did then like heck yeah i'd open that store and just here you go world so what you're saying is if you had if only you had a stove you could take over the world basically exactly well at least the tiny niche you know but we'll start with a niche market and work our way up to the world. Exactly. Baby steps. Um, I don't know. Do you have any questions for Sammy and I? Out of curiosity. Yes, I know I'm into this, but like, I also know it's cringy. Like, why are other people into it? So what about that do you actually find appealing? Because again, I'm at a loss why other people would enjoy it as much as I do. For me, a big part of it is like a nostalgia thing. Like basically since... It was something I did as a child. And, you know, once again, it was something that I I was kind of embarrassed about. And I didn't really talk to my, you know, I didn't play, like I didn't do any kind of bondage role play sort of things with my friends or anything like that. So this was a very private kind of action for me. Like when I would play with my toys, it was usually by myself. Yeah, it's like, and then I would like tie them up and things like that. And then sometimes I'd forget them tied up and then somebody in my family would, would, would find it. And, you know, tied up a shoelace or something. You were making that stop motion movie. Just don't ask to see it because the footage didn't work out. <laughs> I made the mistake of telling a few people that I'm a toy photographer and they always want to see photos. It's like, oh, no, sorry, for the commissioner's eyes only, no one else sees them. <laughs> Maybe you need just a... A vanilla. Yeah, like a vanilla portfolio. I've been thinking about it, but that's like so much extra time and effort. Well, yeah, I know. But if you want to tell people and keep up a facade, like you only have to do a few photos and then that's what you show everyone. And then you'd be like, yeah, that's enough. Everything else is commission-based. Or you could just say you don't want to see it. That's all. All right. So did you have anything else you wanted to tell our listeners? Anything you want to say about your content? I'm always open to feedback and what people would like to see if they'd like to make some nice request got to not answer to demands so you know yeah just i'm always open to feedback let me know what you want to see you know happy to talk to people and you know see what you're into all right guys hit him up at mega genesis 101 all right so that was our episode um i guess kidnapped in toyland or you know just basically um action figures and bondage yeah so uh, we would like to thank omega genesis for joining us thank you for having me No, thank you for being on. Just a heads up, guys. There will be no episode next Thursday. 
But we will be back next week for a very special Instagram live show to celebrate our one-year anniversary of the Bondage Gaze premiere. The live show will be at 8 p.m. Eastern USA time on uh, Friday, April 8th. So that's uh, 1 a.m. Saturday morning if you're in the UK, 10 a.m. Saturday morning if you're in Australia. Be sure to check out your local time zones. Follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. Um, obviously, follow me at thoughtful underscore fetishist. And you can follow me at substandard semi two, so you don't miss out. And we'll be back for our regular programming from April 21st with our special guest, Danny, Kink Meet 13. See you then, guys.